Hello everyone, my name is Ross Miller and welcome to The Wealth Show from CityWire. Sharia investing, meaning investments that are governed by Sharia law and the principles of Islam, is a concept which goes back decades, but is seeing rising demand across the UK that, for now, is outstripping supply. Admittedly, this is an area which I personally know very little about, so I caught up with James Penny, Chief Investment Officer at TAM Asset Management. He reflected on what makes an investment Sharia compliant, how the investable universe for Sharia investors is broadening, and the innovation he's seeing throughout this space at the moment. What criteria must a fund meet to be Sharia compliant? And I guess, how does that differ from your standard sort of negative screen ethical portfolio? Sure. Well, Sharia is a fascinating part of the market, especially for um, the model portfolio service. It's a really underrepresented part of the market. Um, the Muslim community is a very large community in the UK. And I think it's it's interesting and also worrying that they haven't been given a really robust um, portfolio offering. So you know it's definitely one of the fastest growing parts of our um, of our of our book this year and last year. Just drilling down into Sharia, it's religious based investing. It's rules based investing uh, with a religious overlay. Sharia funds are constructed on a set of rules laid out by the Quran about what uh, what Muslims can and cannot invest in. Predominantly, that oscillates around interest and around the fact that one cannot generate an income off any interest-bearing investment. Uh, interest is defined in a few different ways, but um, predominantly speaking, you cannot lend somebody uh, capital, you cannot lend somebody cash and then take interest payments back off it. That in the uh, in the eyes of the Quran is not allowed. And therefore, Sharia portfolio, Sharia funds are constructed out of investments that don't do that. Now, obviously, one of the big problems that you've got is the bond market is essentially one big interest coupon paying machine. And that is not compliant in the eyes of Sharia. So one of the biggest challenges we have in constructing Sharia portfolios for our clients is that the traditional bond market is off limits to Sharia investors because it it, it violates the rules. Um, interestingly enough, the Sharia bond market is in existence um, and it's called Sukuk bonds. And that's how, uh, that's how the Muslim community have invested into the bond market. And Sukuk bonds are essentially a bond that holds all of its coupon payment. And then that's delivered when the bond expires. Um, and so you, you, you invest in the bond on day one, and then the capital is repaid at the end as a return on your investment, which is a fantastic and innovative way of allowing uh, uh, Muslim and Sharia investors into the bond market. So thankfully, um, we can construct portfolios in today's world with, with fixed income. Okay, and how is that mirrored in the equity market? How does that differ from the bond market? So the equity market has its own set of rules within uh, within Sharia investing, and it's predominantly akin to ESG investing. Um, for instance, uh, Sharia investing avoids companies with high levels of debt. High levels of debt is something that's uh, uh, outlawed in the Quran, is something that, uh, that shouldn't be taken. So... Um, Equity funds, Sharia equity funds, avoid companies with high leverage. High leverage is a thing that a lot of funds want to avoid. 
So there's a lot of high opportunities within the Sharia space within equities. And I just want to delve a little deeper into the fund research process in the Sharia space. So how, how does this differ from mainstream fund selection and what does the investable universe look like? Yeah, it's a good question. Fund selection within the Sharia market is very much similar to traditional fund selection. You're looking at traditional metrics that you would evaluate any fund on. You're looking at alpha generation, you're looking at capital preservation, you're looking at long-term tenure, you're looking at how long the fund manager's been in that market, How what's their experience like in the Sharia market. You've got to check all these things off to make sure that to make sure that the um, the strategy and the fund that you're selecting is top quality. Given the fact that the Sharia market, in terms of available funds for UK investors to invest into, is so tight, you've got to make sure that every single fund that you're putting into your, um, your clients' portfolios meets the high watermarks that you have for your non-Sharia um, products. It's... It's in fact, it's even more important to make sure that you're doing that due diligence to make sure that that very small subset of the market is high quality because there's so few Sharia funds out there. One would be forgiven, you know, for just finding the next Sharia fund and going, great, that's another one that I'll add into the portfolio for diversification. But it could be that they're not operating strictly within the bounds of Sharia investing. And they're saying that they're a Sharia compliant fund. You need to establish on behalf of your clients um, that that fund is doing what it says on the tin, that that fund is high quality. Because it, it it's one thing that we maintain at TAM is that we want asset growth for our clients. We want to make good stock market returns. But we also are stewards of capital. And when volatility turns up, we need to make sure that our portfolios are protected. And when you have a market as narrow as the Sharia market, um, you need to make sure that the products that you're owning for your clients, you understand them fully, you understand the liquidity constraints, you understand the risk constraints in order to build that product effectively. Buying something just because it's Sharia isn't good enough for us. You need to make sure that you're analyzing it properly. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, fund selection is split up into two different elements when it comes to Sharia. It's obviously making sure that that fund is fully Sharia compliant is making sure that it's a product that's suitable for the Sharia investors. But then you also think with your CIO investment manager hat on, which is, is this fund going to return well for my clients? Is it going to protect capital? So you've got two different sides of the coin to think about. You've got the Sharia element and making sure that that's compliant. But you've also got that, you know, is this a good fund? Are the metrics looking good for this fund to invest into? And sometimes... You know, we find a lot of Sharia products that, you know, that don't suit our needs, that aren't, that don't have the high watermark that we're after, or that don't have a, don't have a Sharia certification process that we're happy with. And we have to walk away from those, despite the fact that it's a narrow market, because we need to make sure that the portfolio, that the clients and their portfolios come first. Mm -hmm. I want to delve into what you just said there a little bit deeper about the Sharia, Sharia certification process. So who decides if an investment is Sharia compliant? Yeah, sure. So you have two different aspects of a Sharia fund. You have the fund manager picking the stocks. Now, the fund manager traditionally is picking the stocks based on traditional metrics. The traditional metrics are uh, price, uh, attractiveness, leverage, uh, company uh, management, all of those things that we're looking at and evaluating on what makes a good stock. 
right? So the fund manager builds a fund based on those metrics. Now, what will usually happen within the Sharia universe is you will have an independent panel of Sharia scholars. And the Sharia scholars are not investment scholars. They are scholars, uh, they're religious scholars. They understand the connection between the Quran and investing. And they look at the, uh, the, the, the proposed portfolio from the fund manager, which is the best portfolio for the market, and they cross off every single one of those stocks and they make sure that every single one of those is behaving in a way, in a corporate way, that is in line with Sharia investing and in line with the rules laid out in the Quran. So you have a twofold. You have the fund manager building the best possible portfolio for the market, and then you have an independent panel of Sharia scholars which sign off on the end asset allocation. Um, the certificate that they award to a fund is called a fatwa. Now, a fatwa gets issued to every single Sharia fund. It just means that it's been fully vetted by a set of scholars that have approved it to be invested into. One of the one of the hard rules that we have at TAM is that we cannot invest into anything for our Sharia clients that does not have a fatwa. We need to make sure that there's that independent oversight from a Sharia panel looking at every single one of the positions that we've invested into. It's kind of a, a backstop for us. Once a scholar has given their seal of approval, is this monitored on an ongoing basis? By that I mean, must the approval be renewed after a certain period of time? And if not, is this something that will be necessary as the Sharia investing universe develops? Yeah, so that already happens. You've, you know, you've got a fund. You've got a fund with 20 or 30 different stocks in it. That is permanently moving. That's permanently, they're buying, they're selling, they're clipping, they're adding. Um, a fund manager's portfolio, you know, they, it, it, it will have a turnover and that turnover needs to be monitored. That turnover, if, you know, if there's a new position going into the portfolio, that needs to be evaluated. So a FATWA is time sensitive. A FATWA continually needs to be refreshed whenever your asset allocation has changed. You need to make sure that the way that your portfolio is moving in line with the market is also in line with the scholars, in line with Sharia investing. And that's an ongoing process. If you were to do it once and then not renew it, your portfolio in five years could look very different to the portfolio that was originally signed off. And then you're opened up to all sorts of problems. That is your current portfolio still in line with the, uh, with the best interests of your clients. So yeah, it's an ongoing process. Do I think it will increase in the future? Absolutely. I think any religious-based investing needs to have a deep tie to the core parts of that religion. And I think scholars are going to form an integral part of that. At the moment, it's largely independent scholars that do this, that issue these certificates. I think you're going to get the likes of BlackRock, likes of JP Morgan, potentially, that have their own in-house team. I think that will pose its own uh, challenges, its own commercial challenges um you know i certainly for one would like to be questioning big fund houses that have their own sharia team um making sure that they are truly independent but that is something as a dfm that we will do we will always make sure that um that uh what we're investing in is truly um is truly sharia compliant and not sharia compliant in line with what the bank or the product provider believes so we need to make sure that we're doing that double due diligence.
So we've spoken a little bit about the narrowness of the current Sharia investable universe. To what extent is this market broadening? Are we seeing enough innovation from fund houses? And on top of that, what would you like to see going forward? So yeah, the, the market is narrow. The, the appetite for the Sharia market is larger than the market at the moment. And as with anything that's kind of demand is outstripping supply, supply will rise to meet the demand. So in aggregate, organically, I see the Sharia investable universe increasing as more and more funds, more and more fund houses start to wake up to the fact that this is an underserved part of the market. Religious views aside, if there's a, if there's a large allocation of wealth within the UK that's underrepresented, um, you're going to start to see solutions coming to market that are going to provide solutions for that uh, for that part of the UK. So I see Sharia accelerating. There are funds out there that are forward thinking that are bringing these bringing these strategies to market. Ham engaged last year with a, a fund provider to help launch the very first Sharia compliant ETF in the world. And that was something that we're really proud of. And I think TAM, as a DFM, is a fund buyer. It's quite special that it engages with fund houses to start creating new products. Not only is that great for our clients and built our portfolios, but it also is, you know, it's great because it's broadening out the asset universe. Um, I think looking forwards, there's going to be a huge amount of growth in the Sharia market. Sharia investing is akin to ESG investing. There's a lot of the same ESG concerns, the same ESG criteria that make a great ESG fund that also happen to be within the Quran. They happen to be Sharia compliant. You find a lot of Sharia funds are actually great ESG funds. I'm actually considering whether ESG, uh, sorry, whether Sharia funds would be great for our ESG portfolios because they sing off the same hymn sheet in the a good quality, responsible ESG company is um, is Sharia compliant. So I think the fact that those two are very close to one another, yet the Sharia market is very underrepresented, you should naturally see an acceleration. So expect to um, expect to see more products on offer, and that's fantastic for a DFM because what we're trying to build here is not only portfolios that can outperform the market, but portfolios that can protect capital. And that's all about diversification. That's all about diversifying your risk across a broad global basket of stocks and bonds and alternatives as well. Um, and so, you know, the more this market, the, the more Sharia products come to market, the better our products and the better the whole Sharia universe will be. Um, it's interesting. I just touched on alternatives. Alternatives is a space that we're seeing accelerating quite a lot in Sharia at the moment. We've seen a couple of Sharia-compliant uh, precious metals funds coming to market, which we really like. So that enables us to now play, you know, the inflation, uh, the inflation trend in Sharia portfolios that we've never been able to do before by buying Sharia-compliant gold and Sharia-compliant silver. Tam was invested into those two uh, assets in 2020, and that was a bull year for both, you know, for precious metals. So our Sharia clients, for the first time, were able to really capitalise on a part of the market they were never able to before. Uh, there's a couple of providers thinking about bringing stuff like copper, Sharia compliant copper ETCs to the market. 
that's fantastic. If you believe that electric vehicles, EVs, uh, all green infrastructure is going to have a much higher demand for copper and there's only a finite amount of supply, um, you know, that's a great long-term ESG play. And if we can find a Sharia-compliant vehicle to give our clients exposure to that, that's brilliant. That's not only brilliant for us, that's brilliant for the whole market. So we're starting to see, yes, not only mainstream funds coming on board, but we're starting to see innovative alternatives that are great risk-off diversifiers and alpha drivers in the Sharia market. It's, it's, it's exciting. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen more assets coming to TAM through the Sharia, through the Muslim community than we have in other areas this year, because um, you know we've been shouting about it a lot. And I think clients are starting to wake up to the realization that they don't, if they're Sharia, they don't just have to put all their money in an ETF, a Sharia compliant ETF. They can actually get a really high quality professional um, portfolio service. And I think that's a, whilst we've been doing that for a long time, I think that's a realization that's still coming to the market. Um, I think one thing I do want to touch on in terms of new funds coming to market that's very exciting is I've just had a chat with them. Um, they weren't my using their name, but Schroeder's have just brought a really innovative Sharia compliant fund to market. They launched it last year, which was a, a rules-based factor, a factor fund that um, looks at some of the most attractive investment factors going on in the market at the moment. And, um, you know, Schroeder's run through this franchise about 20 billion quid, 20 billion dollars, sorry. So it's a really, really powerful way of investing, looking at the looking at the factors that drive one stock higher than the other. And what they've simply done is they've applied this rule to the um, to the Sharia equity universe. They've they've created a list of stocks that they believe have the best factors in the market to outperform the market. And then they've provided that list to an independent Sharia panel who've put a fatwa certificate on it. And before you know it, you've got a brand new rules-based uh, factor fund, which is really innovative. It's small and mid-cap biased. Uh, it gives me great diversification. And it's GBP. You know, it's in pounds, which is another problem that we have in the Sharia market. Everything is listed in dollars. So you have that, you have that currency exposure that you can't get away from. Um, and so we really applaud funds coming to market listing in pounds because it's an underrepresented market. Again, you know, that that specifically services UK-based Sharia clients, not global Sharia clients. So really exciting time. I think there's a lot of new products coming on and we are, I'm happy to be at the forefront of it, chatting to these guys and, you know, pushing the, pushing the narrative forwards.